Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hello, welcome to the show. My name is Michael, I'm your host, and today we're going to be talking about negative reinforcement. Negative reinforcement. Judith and I were talking the other day about negative reinforcement, and we kind of had an epiphany. Uh, A lot of training really comes down to how well you can explain it to somebody. Right? If I could take a dog and do whatever I want with it and train it and it'd be perfect and beautiful, it does me no good if I can't tell you about it. So with negative reinforcement, we were talking about how can we explain it to somebody that makes the most amount of sense. So negative reinforcement, if we break it down definition-wise, is removing something from the equation that increases the likelihood of the behavior. So in dog training, if you had pressure on a leash and your dog moved towards you, they're taking the pressure away and it rewards the behavior of moving towards you. Okay, no big deal. But how do we make that an analogy towards people? The best analogy I could think of would be an alarm clock. And this is why. What I was trying to figure out was how can I explain that negative reinforcement teaches the learner teaches the dog that everything is okay until there is some other stimulus. So in terms of loose leash walking with the tension on the leash, avoiding that pressure on the leash is the answer for the dog. Avoiding the pressure on the leash is the answer for the dog. So if the dog has pressure on the leash, they move towards you. They've taken the pressure away. They've avoided that pressure, which is what they've wanted the whole time. Avoiding the pressure is the best way to get what they want. So if we need to get our dog to move, we have to add pressure. But until there is pressure, the dog thinks it's doing everything right. Are you with me? Here comes the analogy about the alarm clock. If you're laying in bed Monday through Friday, your alarm clock goes off at 6 o'clock. Alarm clock goes off, you get up, you press the snooze button, you press off, whatever. What does that teach you? Everything is fine up until there's some stimulus that you have to respond to to turn off. So the alarm clock sound, the doop, 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 doop. When you get up to turn that off, you've removed something you didn't like and you were reinforced for getting up, that behavior. Okay? So, over time, you're going to get used to, okay, well, this is the behavior that gets that irritant to leave, which is exactly what negative reinforcement does. That's exactly right. Until... Saturday and Sunday come. Or you forget to set the alarm clock. If you forget to set the alarm clock, if you forget 
or it's the weekend and you don't have the alarm clock set. Your brain's going to tell you everything is fine until it hears an alarm clock. Hmm, okay. So on the weekend, it's not that big of a deal, but what happens if you forget to set your alarm clock on Monday and you're supposed to wake up at 6.30 and now it's 6.45 because your body naturally will wake up at the same time but the alarm clock didn't go off, so there was no need for you to do the behavior you usually would. So instead of doing that behavior, you're saying, well, everything's okay because when I wake up a little bit earlier last week and the alarm clock hadn't gone off yet, everything was fine. So now we run into a problem. Now it becomes you're dependent upon the alarm clock to wake you up you have built an actual dependency on the stimulus that you are trying to eliminate through the behavior of getting up. Our dogs do the exact same thing. Our dogs do the exact same thing. Perfect example is leash walking, like I mentioned, right? So the pressure goes on, they step back, we take a step forward, they immediately go forward, everything is fine until the leash pressure goes, then they jump back. Then we go forward, they take a couple steps, the leash pressure goes on, then they come back. So that teaches our dog that everything they're doing is okay until there's pressure on the leash. Then you take the dog off leash because you want to go to the park, and now your dog's not listening. Why isn't your dog listening? Because there's no way for you to add that pressure, and your dog has been conditioned that anything that avoids that pressure is appropriate. Anything that avoids that pressure is appropriate because you can't inflict the pressure. It's, the, it's a perfect example as to why, when you're training, you should drop the leash or it should be as loose as humanly possible. There's no need to be holding the leash if you're properly training your dog. There just isn't a need for it. You're going to build a dependency on it. You're going to have your dog think that everything is good and everything is fine until there's pressure. And that's not what we want. We want our dogs to listen because they should be listening and because they've learned the appropriate behaviors associated with cues not because we have to hold them and force them to do it get out there get training critically think about this stuff i'll talk to you guys soon